episode 13 of birds of a feather this was a fun one guys we talk about a lot of fun stuff we talked about those crazy crazy insane contracts in the mlb zach gosh bro ridiculous pick up a baseball we talk about the eagles and their playoffs that start this week against the dallas cowboys if that isn't enough for you guys to get up and play this week I don't know what else to tell you. We talk about crazy, crazy. Why can't they put down the weed? <laughs> Josh Gordon, you are special and you need help, sir. And, of course, we're not going to let it go without talking about the biggest cheaters in sports history. Also, the dynasty. Hmm. Question mark. B question mark. The Patriots and their cheating scandal. Spygate Part 2? Yes, 100%. You don't want to miss this one, guys. This one was a fun one. We got into some very, very fun stuff. So stay tuned and please enjoy the show. Episode 13, Birds of a Feather. Welcome, 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 welcome back to episode 13. One, three. Of Birds of a Feather. I'm sitting across once again this Eagles table with my boy. My role dog, my fellow eagle partner in crime, Zacchaeus. What's popping? Zacchaeus. Nah, do your, do your normal thing, bro. Oh. It's Zacchaeus, bro. What's up? Birds no, of a feather. Oh, no, do the what does it do? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what does <laughs> it do? People, episode thir- 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 13. Episode 13, Birds of a Feather. Uh, we're here live and direct with a lot, a lot, a lot to flood your audios with today. Yes. Um, also got some visuals coming your way, too. Yes. So, um, and yes, Zach's in a robe right now. In a robe. For everybody that knows me, they know what this red robe means to me, okay? <laughs> this robe I've had since I was a little kid, and I still have it to this day, and I'm 27 years old, and I'm still holding on to it. Yo. Don't share that with your people. I got a black robe that I've had since I was a kid, too, Do you bro. still wear it? Yes! Facts. I'm dead serious. It looked like that, too, but it's black. Yeah, I've had bro. Like, I haven't watched forever. this in like two years. All right, so first <laughs> topic. <laughs> you already know where we got to start. We got to start with the biggest game of the season. The playoffs start this week. Yeah, playoffs. Zach. Facts. Playoffs start this week. Eagles-Cowboys. Eagles-Cowboys. First Cowboys. playoff game of the season. All right? Now, this is what I'm going to say. If we fought all the way back <laughs> to a 7-7 record to put ourselves in a position, and when I say ourselves, I mean the Eagles, to put ourselves in a position to not only compete for the NFC East, but also to compete for the NFC East, to win the NFC East, and also solidify our place in the playoffs. If we fought all the way back from all this adversity that we saw all year, mm-hmm. To throw it down the drain or flush it down the toilet on Saturday, I literally cry my eyes out. I would literally cry my eyes out. Saturday, bro. I mean Sunday. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm I would literally. Ooh. There are some Saturday there, games. I was there say, are some Saturday, there are some Saturday games. games. Yeah, so, so I, I, like, that's why I kind of got to look at my schedule off. if that's the case. But um, but yeah, I, I'm literally going to cry because I'm I'm at a position right now when it comes to the Eagles that bro, you guys have shown that okay, we're depleted on offense, right? But 
when the past two weeks, and guess it's been against the Redskins and the Giants. Okay, I understand that. But, but with practice squad players exactly, that people don't realize. Exactly. People keep saying, okay, y'all hype. Y'all won against these trash teams. We won against guys that was sweeping McDonald's floors a couple weeks ago. Facts. Like, Facts. that's a big deal. Yeah, like Greg Ward, he's been cut by us over eight times. Cut yeah. and re-signed by us over eight times. <laughs> he, he finally makes the 53-man roster and goes out there and catches a game-winning touchdown. Yeah. All right? So, I like I, I appreciate the fact I think Carson Wentz heard what's going on. I think he's finally looked himself in the mirror and understood, like, listen, if this is going to go anywhere, it's going to be because of me. And if not, then it's still going to be because of me. Now, don't get me wrong. Has he been playing lights out? Let my co-host say it. He's going to say no. But, that, I mean, that's absolutely true. The past two weeks when the game was on the line, did I appreciate what I saw from Carson Wentz? Yes. Do I think that he can repeat that for a whole four quarters, a whole 60 minutes next week against the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, I'm going to say yes because that's my quarterback. Okay, but he's my quarterback too, but I'm just being realistic. Okay. okay. The Cowboys are a better football team than us. On paper, yes, they are. Right now. I, don't, I think they're also better than us, not on paper, just doing the eye test as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the past couple – well, they beat the Rams. They put a stomping on the Rams. But – but they lost three games in a row before that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't look too pretty, and but it's that's just a product of the cow. The Cowboys just are dumb. And, like they're a dumb team, and that's so true. But when you lose to teams like the Buffalo Bills, right, who obviously has a has supposedly have a good defense, one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah, we beat the Buffalo Bills. When you look at a team like the New York Jets, who smacked the Cowboys, we beat the New York Jets. Mm. And granted, we did lose to the Lions, the Falcons, and the Dolphins. But on the other side of that, it's like, I don't know. If if you're asking me straight up, and I've been watching the Cowboys probably as close as I've been watching the Eagles probably since I was a little kid. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so if you're asking me straight up, do I feel like they're an actual better team as far as the eye test is concerned? I can't, I can't say that right now. Now, do they have a better running back situation and a better go-to receiver than we have? And, and a, a better, better defense? They, they may do, but... Will they are they able to put it all together? No, yeah, that's, that's the a, yeah, that's the that's problem the with yeah, them. No, you know, what I'm saying? and that's yeah, yeah. always been the issue with them. They've always looked good because everybody wants to play for that star on their helmet, but they haven't been able to bring it together, bro. Let me ask you this: I was low key rooting for them to win against the. I'm happy they won against the Rams because I felt like if they would have lost again to the Rams, then they would have came out against the Eagles like, all right, the buck stops here. Like, we got to come out before. I feel like that win against the Rams got them going, all right, we got a little bit of our swagger back. Okay. But see Just that, for the Eagles to break their heart, possibly. And see, that's absolutely true. But on the other side of that, I didn't like the fact that they got it all, it looked all together right before the week they play us. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got yeah. everything together right before they're about to come in and play us. And I was like, damn, they look amazing last week. <laughs> they look like the Dallas Cowboys. Because yeah. this is what, what we saw on on. Sunday, yeah, right? Sunday, yeah. That is what we expected the Dallas Cowboys to be all year long. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, everybody expected them to be. And they started off like that, too. Sort of like the cream of the crop of the, of the NFL. Now that they're, obviously, it, the season played out, and now they're in the middle of the pack, I feel like I didn't like this. I didn't appreciate seeing them bring it all together the week before they play us. I don't know, man. But on I, the I other like side of that, that, on the other side of that, I think Carson Wentz is looking in the mirror at himself like, yo, two game winning drives to pass two weeks in a row okay, with, but it's with not, the game but, on the line. Like, I did that. It's not just Carson Wentz, though. That's true. And Car- and Carson Wentz has made some boneheaded mistakes. He has. Like, the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's 
everything else. Our defense is atrocious. That's so true. And our front line is not getting after QBs at all. Yeah, true. Okay, at all. And then obviously we are just decimated when it comes to receivers. All the Cowboys have to do is shut down Zach Ertz, double Zach Ertz, and they be all right, bro. To be honest with you, like that's literally all they have to do. Carson Wentz. I mean, granted, the last few. That last drive, it was all what is Ward? Mm-hmm. Greg it was Ward. all Ward. Greg the last Ward Jr. Drive. My boy, you come to the show anytime, anytime, bro. But it, it was him that was the last drive. But before that last drive, Carson only looked at Zach, <laughs> Zach Ertz like the whole time, bro. Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, bro. Okay, you're elite quarterback, right? Your weapons are depleted. You know, you have one solid weapon that nine times out of ten is going to do what the hell he needs yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. You're going to do the same thing. That's I your know, safety I'm, I blanket. I know, but I'm talking about the defense. Like, the defenses will realize, oh, it's just this guy beating us. Right. And they're going to shut that guy down. But that's the thing, though. That's been the, that's been the case for the past two years, though. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Zach Ertz has been our guy for the past two years. And defenses have done whatever they can to try to slow him down, which they have. But we've had other threats, though. We did. We right did. now, we have no other threats. It's, it's besides Miles, him and our running back, Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's looking bright. Yeah, and hopefully we it. get Jordan Howard back. But Jordan Howard, I doubt he'll play against the Cowboys. But I don't know, man. I, I it's it's gonna be a scary game. I, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, am I hundred percent? Am I hundred percent sold on this win for us? And us? No, I'm not. I'm actually like a like a sixty forty right now. Sixty that will what? Sixty that that will pull it out. And really? Only, and the only reason why, and I'm gonna be honest, the only reason I'm why, a 60 40, 60 that will lose. The only reason <laughs> why I feel like that is because, okay, one, they're my team. Yes, I yeah. know. Okay, they're my team, guys. Yeah, that's one. The other thing is this, though. One thing that I that I've realized about that locker room, though, is like they they understand where they're at right now. They yeah. understand the magnitude of this game, and I feel like. We have too many veteran players in our locker room that's healthy and that's still contributing right now to let this game kind of just be like, like yeah. to not come together. Like yeah, if any ga- if they were gonna, if they were going to play hard any game this whole entire it's this season, yeah. it's this game right here, a rivalry game, right for our season. You feel me? At home, at home. Don't don't forget yeah, that. That's, yeah, huge. Yeah, that's huge. At yeah. home, and it's and it's the rivalry game for our season. I mean, this is the playoffs. Like yeah. the mindset should be: listen, this is our playoff. Yeah. This week, yeah. this is playoff week. Period. Yeah. Point blank. There yeah. should be no if, ands, or buts. Like, oh, we'll next be. week too. Yeah, next because yeah. like, don't forget. Like, I was telling people, like, people at my job, like, I'm like, listen, don't get it twisted. Like, if we beat the Cowboys, we still we have still to go beat the Giants. Yeah, we still got to beat the Giants in yeah. the last game of the season. Like, yeah. period. Point blank. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. So, so your prediction is: give me a score. Oh shit. <laughs> um, I'm picking. I'm, I'm picking Eagles. I'm picking Eagles twenty one sixteen. I'm picking Eagles twenty one sixteen. Listen, and this is okay. So wait. So you're expecting Dallas to only score sixteen points against our defense? Yeah, I'm expecting because I'm expecting our defense to step up. I'm expecting Amari. Like our problem is this, bro. If you've looked at our whole season, every time we played an elite receiver, right? Every time we played an elite receiver, we get burnt by that receiver. That receiver is the reason why we usually lose that game. Even even when we play teams that didn't have elite receivers, we get burnt by whoever they have. So this this is my take on it this week, right? 
we've seen for the past two years what Amari Cooper has done to our DBs. He did it earlier this year. He did it at the end of last year where Russell Douglas played perfect defense on that pass, remember? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. caught it and walked into the end zone and game over. Yeah. I think that Jim Swartz is on the hot seat this week. This week is his week to prove, like, whatever defensive scheme he has works, one. And two is, like, whatever personnel players that he has in there at this time, they have to be the player. They have to be the players going forward. Because we, as far as DBs are concerned, bro, we haven't gave anybody any problems as far as DBs yeah. are concerned. And now, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, I'm sitting up here like, look, I don't care what this season looks like. I'm, I expect to win these two games every single year. Yeah. So for the past two years, I've lost the NFC East to this team. Yes. So if you can't prove to me on Sunday that you can beat this team at 430 and play great defense, your job's on the line, buddy. Well, you got to beat the Cowboys. As a, you got to beat the 20, Cowboys. Bro. In 2018, the Cowboys beat the season series against us two to nothing. Uh, 2017, we tied. We beat them first. Then they beat us second. 2016, we tied. 2015, we tied. 2014, we tied. 2013, we tied. So, but the last two or the last last season, they've they've they beat us. So, I don't know, man. They beat us both games last year, too. Uh, last year, yeah. Both games, yep. 29-23 in an OT game. What's your 27 prediction? 27-20. All right, here's the thing. So, I am leaning towards... An Eagles heartbreak, but I don't want to speak that in my score though. So my score is 28 21 Eagles in a nail biting tight game. I think it's going to be a nail biter too, though. Like that 21, that 21 16 score, that's a nail biting score. Like that is, no, it is. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just don't think, I don't think the, I don't think our defense is going to hold them to just 16 I think, points. I, if they can't do it any other week, this has to be the week that they can, though. Like, this week, this is the week. All Eagles players, if you're out there listening to me, listening to this podcast, understand something, bro. This is the week, bro. Facts. I didn't get y'all tatted on my back for nothing, bro. I need y'all to go out there and make plays, bro. I need y'all Facts. to win the NFC East, make the playoffs, so we can go and do what we do, bro. When we make the playoffs, it's a brand new season, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. It's a brand new season. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. We That's do what, what we I keep have to telling, do. like, my cousin... My whole family, we're huge Eagles fans. My cousin is like a dramatic, die hard. He's going to cry if they lose Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling him, he's like, okay, let's just say we do win against the Cowboys. And we do win against the Giants. What are we going to do when we get the playoffs? I'm like, don't even worry about that, bro. Yeah, like, like the when the playoffs come, anything could happen. Yeah. Like legit anything could it's happen. It's a totally different It's a totally it's different, different thing. emotions. Are we know that from that. our Super Bowl run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know that from last year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Anything could happen. Last year they said, "No way, we're gonna beat the Bears." No way, no way. And that we defense. came out and beat them. <laughs> Miss field goal, <laughs> you know Cody what I'm Parkey. saying? And Where then we at? came this close, this close to beating the Saints, and nobody had us during the mid season. Mid season last year, nobody had us even making the playoffs. You feel oh, me? speaking of speaking of the Saints, though, I I have a small pungent I want to go on. Go ahead, bro. Michael Thomas. Is the greatest is probably the greatest receiver. Here you go. Okay, there I go. go. Look, I had to stop myself. I was ready I had to stop. <laughs> okay, fine. That guys. Goes. Fine. Listen. I'm not gonna say the greatest, but Michael Thomas, <laughs> name me a receiver that's better than Michael Thomas right now. I'll wait. 
bro, the man catches everything. Do you know he has one drop pass all year long? Do you know Drew Brees threw him the ball 12 times last night and he caught 12 passes for 140 yards? He stood up to the contract he got. Bro. Because I remember when he got that contract, the thing I said is usually when players get paid like that, they downgrade. Kind of, sort of. Bro, he's on pace, right? So he's on pace to have the most receptions of the most receptions of any receiver in the NFL for a season. He's going to beat Marvin Harrison's record. Mm. He's well on pa- on, on pace to beat that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, and I don't know if it's like Drew Brees because he's like the perfect quarterback. I'm when I talk about like putting the ball on the money, like the ball's always going to be on, on oh, the spot yeah. where it's supposed to be at. But for this man, like some of the catches I was watching last night because I stayed up to watch Drew Brees break the record because I wanted to see it. Yeah, but. Some of the catches I was seeing last night, bro, like, nobody would have caught that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so. Michael Thomas, my boy, and I see you slugged out last night, man. You hey. took that money, went to go put a little grill in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I see you, bro. Congratulations, <laughs> man. Keep balling, my boy. You can come on the speaking show anytime you want. of the Saints, and speaking of what you said, Drew Brees, congratulations. Let's clap it up for Drew Brees, Drew man. Brees, breaking records. Listen. The man has the most passing touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history uh, with 542 touchdown passes. I love passes. Drew Brees, too. Like, he's just a class act, bro. He is. Like, when he went and kissed up to his family, I was like, my boy. Do y'all understand that this man was traded from the Chargers? Crazy. The, how crazy is that, yeah, bro? Like, it's insane. There's people, there's people, there's New Orleans fans that have never, like, never seen Drew Brees in, in a Chargers uniform before. Yeah. Like, People forget, bro, that listen, he had a career before he got to the Saints. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he had a like he was in the league for about a good six, seven years before he before he made it to the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's crazy how soon people forget that this man was a San Diego Charger uh-huh. before he became a New Orleans Saints. Now, who's gonna retire his jersey is the bigger question. That's not a big question. The Saints. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl with the Saints. He did, and he looks like he's on pace to compete for another one. Yeah. So yeah, Saints is definitely going to retire his jersey. Wow, man, what an accomplishment, yo! I when I see stuff like that, I'm like, yo, like, what do you think he's feeling? Like, I tell like my girl and my sisters and my mom all the time, like, how do you not like sports? Just watching stuff like that, yeah. like legit. Whether I tell them this all the time, like whether you like it or not, sports is history. Like, it's history. It is. Like, you may not like it, but sports change so many things in our country worldwide. Change so many things worldwide. So, like, when you break records in any sport, like, you're going out in history. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and he broke two records last night, though. Oh, what's the other one? So, he broke most touchdown passes in a season. Mm -hmm. I mean, not most most touchdown passes in a career. Yeah. And then he broke... Most completion, most completions in a game, like without oh. a drop. So he went twenty nine for thirty last night. Wow, that man was on a mission, bro. Also, that leads me to Drew Brees. Drew Brees was actually a part of my fantasy football team. <laughs> fantasy football update. I'm out. Zach's out because he's trash. But your boy is in the. Playoffs. Actually, I'm sorry. The playoffs are already over. Your boy is in the final in my fantasy league. I'm in my fantasy league Super Bowl. And Drew Brees was my QB. But I didn't need Drew Brees to win because I already won before he even started playing because I had the Minnesota defense and they balled out. Are you done? Yeah, I just want everyone to know. Everyone. 
everyone out. Oh, I'm not recording. Everyone out there, <laughs> pray for me that I win the Super Bowl, please. Shouts out to Brandon, man, <sighs> on this me. Super Bowl uh, fantasy fantasy venture this weekend. But speaking of something that's not fantasy, but it should be because it's definitely something that we don't see every day. Uh huh. Talking about record breakers, record breakers. Lamar Jackson! Lamar Jackson, congratulations! Congratulations, my boy! You passed Michael Vick for most rushing yards by a QB. In a season. In a season, I'm sorry. 103 yards is where you sit currently right now. Wow. That is crazy. It's insane. A thousand yard quarterback? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, when Michael Vick first did it, like, I was young, so I didn't really get to appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I appreciate it now, but I'm looking like, bro. Like, nobody does that. A thousand yard rushing quarterback. Hey, quarterback. <laughs> what? A thousand yards? That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So, kudos to you, man. Keep balling out. I told these folks, oh, I wish I was recording this on video right now. I told these folks at the beginning of the year, bro, that you were going to come in and ball out and be my sleeper pick for MVP this year. Not only did you come in and ball out, not only is your team playing lights out, not only are you at the top and there's nobody there's nobody close to you when it comes yeah. to the MVP race. Oh, yeah. But – I mean, Russell Russell Wilson. But guess what? The way that you're handling all this success, kudos to you. Yes. My young king. Because that's what you are, a young king, and kudos to you, bro. Like, I appreciate the fact that you're not letting it all go to your head. Nope. I appreciate the fact that you're still shying the attention away from you and putting it on your teammates. Here's what's so surprising about him, too. Like – like we talked about, we talked about this before, but I just feel like it. We need to repeat it. When he he has a thousand yards rushing, but he doesn't look to run yeah, all the time. He does. He's a pocket. Pa- he like besides the play because they are in the wildcat a lot. So besides the plays that is meant for him to run, he really looks to deliver balls. And he will shred you. Yeah. If you let oh, him sit. Oh yeah. Listen. If you sit back there in zone and you let him just sit back there and you don't rush him or anything like that, he will shred you. Yeah. He That's will- what I'm saying. Like he did this. Because Michael Vick, like, people forget, like, Michael Vick used to drop back and just run. Yeah. Like, he's like, Take ah, off. nah, I'm going to run. I'll do it myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this dude drops back, goes through all his reads. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He sees nothing, he's gone. He's out of there. And he's out of there quick. When he makes that decision, bro, he's gone. Gone. Speedy Gonzalez. Crazy. But, yeah, so, I mean, what you know, what's, you know what else is crazy? Watching him, though, like... It's like it's everything is so smooth though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not even like a he doesn't even think about it. Like he just like it's yeah. just it's just smooth, bro. It comes natural to him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so just imagine, bro, when he goes back and has another full offseason this year, understands that he has his ex on his back because he's basically the man. Oh yeah. Now now I want to see if he bounces back and becomes the same player or even better next year, he's legitimately going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. And I'm speaking that right now. Bro. So you can say you're always talking about Zach's always talking about who's the greatest. He's going to go down as one of the greatest, okay? But but he may mess around and go to the Super Bowl this year. That's a fact. You see what I'm saying? That's a fact. That's a fact. Which is crazy. That's a fact. Over the cheating ass Patriots. Bro, okay. Ah. Gosh, bro. Bro. Let's dive into this. Listen. Jube, I hope well, you're first, listening. First, first, I want to get on you, actually. First, I want to get on you. Here's what I'm saying, okay? Now, everybody talks about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick as the GOATs. Right. I now can safely say they can't be considered GOATs anymore. And I'm dead serious. I disagree with that statement. Yeah, they cannot be considered GOATs anymore. You can't, you can't say them two are GOATs. Maybe, okay, maybe Tom Brady. Never mind. I take out Tom Brady. You can consider Tom Brady. Not Bill Belichick. 
You can't do it. And I'll tell you why. Because they're cheaters. You can't, like, if I'm going to cheat, <laughs> yo, it, like, come on now. Like, if I'm going to cheat, mm-hmm. okay, then I could be the GOAT too. Like, those Forbes top billionaires of the world, they, they reach the pinnacle. Oh, I'm the, I'm the richest man in the world. Yeah, 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 because I got this, this, this. Yeah. I can go out and steal all their money and go, oh, put me on that list. <laughs> like, nah, you stole, you were caught stealing everyone's money. But still, put me up there. I'm still up. No, you're not. <laughs> like, I cannot. St- bro. Listen, okay. Listen. Let's, okay, let's talk about I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm trying to let you get it out. What I is this? What, when did when did Spygate Part One happen? Oh seven? Was it oh seven? Bro, I don't even know. Listen, every every year since I could 07, be wrong, but I want to say it was oh seven. How about every year since oh <laughs> seven? Well, a Shannon Sharp reported this. He reported this a while ago, and he said it again. He said the NFL didn't even release everything that they found out that the Patriots were doing. There's some things that the Patriots were doing so much dirt that the NFL was like, we can't let all this get out there. Like, dang, this is going to make us look really bad. So we don't even know everything that they had back in, I believe it was 07, back then, right? But back then, you know, they did a whole investigation and everyone knows the whole story. But what I'm trying to get to is the guy that they caught, they said, well, well what was your plan? You know what I'm saying? What was your plan? You get called. What, what did they tell you to say? They said, oh, um, the Patriots, higher-ups, football operations, said if we get caught to say that we were recording for a team show. That, that was our fake excuse back then. Fast forward to now. Wait, they said that in 07? They said that in 07, bro. They said that in 07. They said, oh, if you get caught, just tell them you're recording for a team show. They said that in 07. Fast forward to 2019, they got caught. The Patriots released a statement. What'd they say? The same thing. Oh, we were actually recording a team show. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then people's on TV talking about, well, could it be a coincidence? (laughs) Am I in the Twilight Zone? Like, what? Bro, come on. You said what like seven times in this That segment, makes bro. no sense. <laughs> hey, we caught you. What are you doing? Team show? Am I having deja vu? What? <laughs> like that <laughs> makes no sense. Then they released the tape. Did you see the tape? I saw the tape. I saw the tape. They released the tape. I said, okay, this is clear that this videographer was recording the Bengals sideline. But okay. Okay, okay, so Go ahead. I'm going to pause you, right? Go ahead. Ah, damn, man, I wanted to start back, but I don't want to start this. I'm going to start here. So if he's recording a sideline, right, uh-huh. there's not that much that you can see or hear as to what's going on in the sideline. Now, if the camera was pointed at the play of the players on the field and you can see the formations and you can see what plays and shit they're running, then... Then it's a little different. Now, don't get me wrong. Am I saying, because I was talking about this with my exterminator. Hey, shout out to you, Bradley. Appreciate you, man. But listen, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that the Patriots did not cheat, right? But what I'm saying is the evidence that came out, the evidence that was that was, that was presented doesn't look like that they were actually sitting there cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, the video that they released, because it's just on the sideline. Like, players are running in and out of the game. Like, it's just looking at the sideline. Like, what kind of information can you get from the sideline? Bro, I have a bunch of stuff to say to that. But number one is, simple question. Mm-hmm. 
Are you allowed to record team sideline or are you not allowed to record You're not. team sideline? Period. The end. Like, that's it. So that's cheating. I mean, I'll di- yeah, that's cheating. I'll dive deeper into that. But point blank, period, what they did, what you saw, are you allowed to do it? No. No. Yeah. Cheaters. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, bro. But it doesn't matter. I guess. I guess I come to defense. You're, you're pretty much saying like, what can they? What competitive advantage can they gain from what they have? Right. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going at. Good job. Um, I think for me, it's more like when when I go back to the to the great conversation, right? Because you know how I feel about greats. Yeah. Tom Brady, you need to put him back in there. But you said you will, so that's fine. Bill Belly, I mean, he was cheating too. <laughs> This is the thing. Allegedly. Though. This is the thing. And I know what your answer is going to be. These, this was football operations that was doing this. Bill Belichick is has his hand in football operations. He does. All of it. He does. But I will say that Do we, how do we know for sure that everything that was presented in that video was strictly for a cheating purpose? Like, I guess that's what I don't understand. Like, that when is it going to come matter. out? When is it going to come out to show that? Listen, this is what we consider che- because we don't know what the like. We don't know the the clear the clarity of the rule. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we do. I don't think we do. You can't record team sidelines. Like you can't. Listen, the Patriots needed to win. Okay, let me let me let me back this all the way up. Okay. So, the week before the Patriots played the Bengals, they were caught recording the Bengals, right? They were. Okay. And the Patriots needed to win that game to clinch a playoff spot. We're, these coincidences are piling wait, up, bro. Wait, 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 wait. These coincidences, yes, they needed to At win that game. At a 10-3 record, they needed to win that game to get a playoff? To clinch the playoff. To clinch the playoff spot. Yes, they did. That game clinched their playoff Spot. They're in the playoffs no matter what now. That game did it. But did it clinch like home field advantage? Did oh, I don't know about any that. of that. I don't know about that. All I know is that game clinched the playoff spot. So that's interesting. They were recording a team that they were about to play the next week. That's interesting. That's um, interesting for sure, though, that you are all playing them the next week. That's extremely interesting. But also, well, they have this is their excuse for that. I think it's bull, but they this is their their excuse for that is, you know, a bunch of teams always send scouts out. Um, to watch the team before they play them. Which is, and I was waiting because I was going to bring that up because that's something that me and, me and um, Jube talked about. Uh-huh. But I was waiting to bring that up. But that is 100% true, bro. They're like, Let's not forget what scouts are in the NFL. Scouts yeah. are strictly scouts to go out and scout what the hell is going what, on. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So now it's like. But here's the thing. Those scouts, yeah. So that's, that's the excuse for why it was the Bengals. You can have that excuse. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. But scouts aren't supposed to record team sidelines. They can look at the sideline. You can't control where a guy looks. They can look at the sideline, but scouts are there to see formations and different things on the field. So they may look at the sideline and see what they're doing and that, but them guys are taking notes. notes. They can't record it. They can't look back at, oh, this is what they was doing here. That's illegal, and that's what they did. This This is the part I don't like about the whole situation, right? They got caught. Everything swept under the rug. Like once they came out and said, "Yeah, we did it," but it had nothing to do with us. It's an outside video. People we hired. Yeah. It is what it is. It has, to production do, it has nothing to do with us. That's the part that bothers me the most, bro. Because it's like if this was any other team in the NFL and this came out, 
it would have been a huge issue. Oh, I mean, everybody, huge. Adam Chef, everybody would have been talking about it. it would have been on ESPN, oh, Yahoo, yeah. from, you know what I'm saying? Even networks that don't even have sports would have been like, oh, Patriots caught cheating again or Eagles caught cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't nobody like really worried about this? Like, why is well, nobody really coming out and like, yo, the NFL, the Patriots really need to be responsible for this? Like, that's the thing that's bothering me the most. Because the NFL didn't rule their judgment yet. They didn't hit out still their investigation. They're still investigating. Okay. But here's my thing. Like, I mean, what is there left to investigate? Like, you saw that you saw the, what they recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You saw the tape. That's it. You you did something you weren't supposed to do. Right. Point blank. Over. Like, we don't need to, oh, let's delve. What is there to delve deep in? Is this what you recorded? Did this team hire you to record it? Yeah. Cheating. And I and I think that's the thing though. Like I don't. I think the production company is like, yeah, they didn't tell us to do it. Okay. That, okay. That's. A, I'm glad you said that. That's, that's another thing. <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. You you can't make assumptions, but this whoever they the person that they caught. I don't know if it was a kid or not. I heard him talking in the video, but I don't know if he's a boy or if he's a grown man. So the person that they caught said, "Oh, I didn't know you were allowed to do that." I think that's crap from the beginning yes. because. You know, like, if you, okay, if you're recording a sport, okay, if you're hired to record a sport, you know about that sport. And you know exactly what you what you to be can do, right? what you can't do. Everyone knows that they were caught for cheating. I know females that don't watch a game of football in their life, and they're like, oh, yeah, Spygate Patriots, right? Like, they know what happened. So you should know, if you're, if I'm a, I am a videographer, okay, and if I'm hired to record a sport, I'm going to research and I'm going to know what I need to look at, what, what what they want me to record. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to know. All, you ask all those questions up front. Yeah, because that's a conversation that you have to have with them. Like, exactly. what do you guys want on this What production? do you guys want? What do you guys want me to edit? What do you, what do you, I, that's what I do. And I ask a bunch of questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that so that excuse that he didn't know that you shouldn't do it, I don't like that. Then he goes, oh, well, why don't I just delete it and we can move on? I'll just delete it. He, he was like, yeah, we can delete it right here, guys. It doesn't have to go anywhere past it. We can delete it right here. He was trying to save What are we debating like, here? He was like, trying to save his Come on, him. bro. Like, you know. Come on. Like, I don't <laughs> Security guy was like, yo, bro. Like, it's already <laughs> it's done. The damage like, you're just dead. Done. Like, look at this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, what are you guys doing? And then, and then somebody talking about, um, somebody said, oh, he's just getting B-roll. I know a lot about B-roll, okay? If I want to get B-roll of a sideline. Okay, I'll give you that. I, hey, I want to get B-roll of the Explain to the viewers what B-roll is. Okay, so... That's that videographer talk we yeah, were about. You got A-roll, you got B-roll, you got C-roll, you got a bunch of different stuff. But A-roll is pretty much the main thing you're shooting. So A-roll is the number one footage. Most of this video, story, or whatever is going to be looking at this. So if he's recording a scout, A-roll would be the scout. The scout is the number one person you're recording, right? That's A-roll. Everything else you get besides that is B-roll. B-roll. You just, it's just okay. fill-in footage. Makes sense. Because you're not going to be 30 minutes of just this guy's face taking notes. Right. Yeah. It's going to be what he's looking at, sideline. Or, you know, his pen writing on the paper or whatever. That's all B-roll. So they're saying, oh, this guy's getting B-roll. Okay, he's getting B-roll. Why would he have his camera fixed on the sideline for B-roll? Just fixed. <laughs> like, just, I don't know how long the video was, but I saw. That's, and that's another thing, too. And like, it was just fixed it? on the sideline. It's like, come on, bro. They, I mean, come on. the damage is there. Did they cheat? Yes, they did. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the ultimate cheaters. Now, how much does it tarnish what Bill Belichick and Tom, and, and I think that's, from, that's where I come in at. Like, how much does it tarnish what they've accomplished until now? Everything. 
That's what I'm saying, and I disagree with that. Why do you disagree with that? Because You're I caught don't, cheating. I just, I just don't. I just don't know. To be honest, I just don't know. Like, I don't I, have okay. the facts. I, don't I have guarantee facts. you that if you are an owner of some of these other teams, I'll be heated. Yeah, be like, what? yeah. These people were caught cheating not once, not twice, not twice, three times, three times caught cheating, and they won all these Super Bowls. Like, what are we talking about here? And then these dumb arguments like, well, if they were caught three, other teams need to do it too. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, for real. Listen. For real. I'm going to be honest, though, man. I would love to see them finally get disciplined for this because the third time is the charm. They got disciplined last time. Oh, they got disciplined for Spygate 1. No, bro. I'm talking about a real discipline. discipline. Yeah, they got... what they got? A, what they lost a pick? They got half a mil, which is nothing. I'm talking about a billionaire, bro. He's like, what? Here, I don't, I don't yeah. even see it missing in my account. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Listen, I think they need to lose picks. I think they need to lose. Like, wouldn't it be cool to like, like it could be a punishment? Like, oh, okay, well, you got to start twelve zero in your next game. <laughs> like, jeez, that would be great for them to start a playoff game with twelve nothing on the board. Like, all right, bounce back. Yeah, but back. they could cheat and bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with these guys. Yo, like, I don't know, man. I, I was just, I don't know, man. I, I, my mentality on it is just different from other people. Like, you, here you are with this franchise, this dynasty of a franchise that they're like, the, they're like the Spurs. You know, the Spurs is, you can count them out one year. You may be able to count them out another year, but you can't count them out that third year. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do that with the Patriots. The Patriots are in it all the time. And now you find out that they cheat all the time. So what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to do something, play something, go somewhere and I cheat and I always win, I'm a cheater. You are a cheater. So like there's no way around that. They're cheaters. You, you can't a- argue that. And that's absolutely correct. Now I have a question for you. Would you like Bill Belichick or Tom Brady as your coach or your quarterback? I wouldn't want none of them as for me. At you all. sound crazy. No. Nah. Anyway, do I want some cheaters on my team so my team can get caught cheating? We got one Super Bowl. If they try to take that away from me, I'll die. <laughs> I'll start crying. Like what, bro? Uh, no, this... but speaking of taking stuff away from you, right? Uh huh. What is wrong with Josh Gordon, bro? Bro. Oh my gosh, bro! If I get into this story about Josh Gordon one more time, bro, listen, Josh, my boy. Josh, my boy, come on the show whenever you want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you listen. got plenty of time now. <laughs> but listen, I can't seem, and I know we we were talking about a little bit off the air uh-huh. um, when you first got here, but no matter what you say, bro, I can't seem to understand how you make millions upon millions of dollars per year, uh-huh. and they ask you one simple thing, Josh. Put the weed down while you're playing football. And you can't put the blunt down, bro, for – now, I know we're going to get into the marijuana thing later, but you can't put the blunt down, bro, for 16 games out the year, for seven months out the year, bro. You can't put it down, bro, and then make all your money and then go in the offseason and spend two weeks and get as high as you want to and then clean up your system and then go back to work. You can't do that. Why can't you put this this substance down, I'll bro? I'll tell you why, bro. I'll tell you why. Now – I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm just telling you his end of it. 
He's saying since he's been playing football, mm-hmm. he's used marijuana to recover. Okay. Now, this isn't like we're going to talk about before, but it's not just football. Athletes across the world, doctors recommend it across the world. Absolutely. Right. They recommend marijuana for recovery, for recovery to bounce back for the next game, to heal your muscles, to heal, to, to, Relax your body to like, relax they yourself. Cancer patients, yeah. So oh, they can yeah. Eat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it, it gets rid of the nausea. There's benefits to it. Right. So, in his defense, in his defense, in his defense, he has been using marijuana since he was a young child. Apparently, I'm not saying this is right, but is he using it since he's been playing football, youth football, to recover from after games? To prepare before games, I believe. So, a lot of people are saying it's an addiction. <clears throat> I mean, that's an argument for another time. But he's used to using this for football. So, he's just going to continue to do it. Because when he doesn't use it, apparently, he doesn't feel the same. He doesn't recover the same. His, he, doesn't, he doesn't perform the same, is his argument. Okay. I hear his argument. Do you hear it though? I hear it. I, I honestly do. But me hearing means it went through my ear and then it came out the <laughs> other side. <laughs> Listen, man. Josh Gordon, if the if there's an exemplist of certain drugs, certain substances that you can't have in your system, okay? If your employer says, mind you, this is your employer that pays you to play the game that you love, that you grew up playing all your life that you love, that pays you ridiculous amount of money to play this game a game they give you a list who's your employer that says hey employee you are not allowed to have these substances in your system during the football season Uh if you do you will be liable for these consequences consequence a consequence b consequence c okay as an employee he should have read that employee handbook (laughs) and said "Hmm, that contract i can't have weed in my system so I won't smoke weed. I won't smoke this substance that's on this exempt list that says I can't have in my system. It's your employer. You're the employee. If you don't want to do it, don't work for that employer. Go work for another employer, bro. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand about Josh Gordon, bro. Like, they've given you chance after chance after chance. Like, seven chance after chance. Eight, to be exact. Eight, yeah. Okay? And you just keep burning these bridges, bro. No pun intended. You're. <laughs> you're literally like at your best, right? At your best, you're a top ten receiver in this league. At your best, okay. <laughs> What's the deal, bro? Put it down. Like it's it's a substance, bro. That your employer say you shouldn't have. And as an employee, if you want to work for that employer, you have to follow those rules and protocols that are set in place. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> also, though, he's like, look, this is my body. Y'all not fitting to. Y'all That's not a fact. Tell me what I can, can or cannot do with my body. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying, then you shouldn't assign that. You shouldn't assign on that dotted line, then. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But that takes us down another argument. Mm-hmm. Why is marijuana still a not a legal substance in the NBA and the NFL? That's my question I pose to you. Now. 
I'm not going to go down a path you went down, that path I, that, that I know is coming down a path. Yeah. Like, no, but, let's go down that path. I'm not going to go down that path for our audience. But I will say this, though. I will say this. I will say this. Do I think that they pick and choose which kind, which population they want to target as far as marijuana is concerned, as far as being a professional athlete? Yes. Now, but do I feel like that everybody in that population is not held to that same standard? Yes. Explain. No. I, I confuse <laughs> myself. I'm sorry. Because I'm, basically what I'm trying to get at, so... Just say what you got to say. Uh, I'm going to say what I got to say because it's my podcast. So, <laughs> so Brandon came out and said, hey, so these... Have you noticed that the only players, the only, the only organizations, the only sports that get... Tested for marijuana are the sports that are dominated by African Americans. Now, I don't know if that's to be true because obviously I don't know the statistics and everything like that. But I do know that, for instance, like a week or two ago, baseball just came out and said, hey, we're now treating marijuana like it's alcohol, which means that obviously you just probably can't have it in your system going into the game like that. Like in a certain time, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a certain but you're, time, you're allowed to use but it. But you're allowed to use it. You just can't have it in your system going into the game. And then like you have teams like hockey who doesn't. You're allowed. They basically don't even test for anything, to be honest. <laughs> hockey. and then but So you have all of these different sports. And then the sports that are dominated by African Americans, per what Brandon's saying, is like basketball and, and football. football. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I feel like like basketball, for instance, has so many different, so many different nationalities in in the NBA's, and I feel like they're all responsible for taking the test as well. Oh yeah, true. But basketball is mostly what? Yeah, black. Yeah. Right. Now they now it did come out in basketball that they are thinking about reducing how how much of a how much of a problem it is, or how much of a consequence you'll get if you're caught using it. They are. There's they, a bunch of ex players that are. Trying to get it legal in the yeah. NBA because you got to think like players like Matt Barnes Matt came Barnes, out and said, "Listen, say, Matt Barnes, I've never played a game a where I wasn't hot." Yeah. You, you said it straight up like, "Listen, I'm retired now and I never played a game where I wasn't hot." And they all Period. say they use it after games to recover to and recover. to rejuvenate their body and their bones for the next game, right? But I mean, it's now. Granted, I'm making this argument, but I do not use marijuana in any way, shape, and form. Facts. I don't. Never have. Never. I don't need it. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't have anything. Thank God. I don't have any of that stuff. So I don't need it. I don't use it. Okay. But I see the argument behind it because my main argument is alcohol. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. Okay. Never been drunk a day in my life. And I don't plan on it. But if I had to pick between alcohol and marijuana, I would pick marijuana. And I would pick marijuana because of the benefits that it has and i would pick marijuana because of it has lower downfalls than alcohol does sorry, alcohol i've seen alcohol destroy people's lives sorry miss heath sorry. <laughs> i've seen it destroy people's lives i've never seen marijuana destroy anyone's life besides josh gordon <laughs> facts but josh gordon my boy you got all the time in the world please come on the show we can sit here and talk about marijuana and how it affects your life but on the other side of that, right? So, stand on this little marijuana topic. How do you feel? Do you feel like each sport should make it to where it it's not tested for at all, or do you feel like it should be like, hey, you can't have it? Like, 
there shouldn't be a trace for it being in your system within the past like eight hours kind of thing. Like, how do you feel about it? Like, do you think they shouldn't test for it at all, or should it be like a time window? Nah, man. I think they. Sh- I think they should just let it rock. Let it rock. Yeah, I think they should just let it rock because, again, going back to it, do they test like that for alcohol? They don't. But I think me, on the other hand, so I'm like a. I actually want them to basically legalize it as as far as the sports industry is concerned, but I do want them to put it on like a time lapse. Why do I say that? Is because at the end of the day, just like alcohol, just like anything else, it's a drug, right? Yeah. You're paying these kids, kids, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, yeah. millions of dollars to come and play this sport, right? It's a drug, bro. So at the end of the day, the money that they're making from this sport, they can be using it to go buy these mass amounts of marijuana and to sit there and smoke it all day. You know Why what I'm saying? Why is other drugs that are worse, mm-hmm. not getting off alcohol, I'm not talking about alcohol anymore, okay. other drugs that are worse than marijuana, why are you allowed to do that? But I don't think- If, if you were caught with Oxycontin in your system, no problem. Well, that's a painkiller for an athlete. Af- like so if an athlete is caught with Oxycontin, they're going to think, oh, he was in pain, so- it is what it is. Now, what's the difference between that and weed? Because it was... We- and that drug is worse. Those pain meds? No, no. Opioids are worse. Oh, yeah. worse. Way worse. Way worse. Yeah, way worse. But you're allowed one... Well, I- all right. Let me put it like this. Let me let me be correct. I don't know if you're allowed all of them in the sports uh, no, world. No, I'm, I'm sure, sure you're not. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, you're I'm not. sure you're not allowed all of them. Right. But I know you are allowed certain ones. Like... Don't get me wrong, like the high, like the Viking and stuff like that, they give players that stuff. They yeah. Love, yeah. Like exactly. the high, the high level stuff. Yeah. They give them that. But I think it's a certain like it's a certain threshold you can have in your system. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like on the other side of that, like I was saying, like, I just feel like if they do legalize it in sports, right? I do think that there's like that threshold, like, because people still need to respect the game, bro. I don't want Carson Wentz coming out there. High as hell because he just smoked a crazy a crazy blunt that he's never seen before in his life, and now he's out there throwing all kind of picks because he's off his game that game. There has been countless players that came out high as anything and balled on out. pain man and balled out. No, and, no, and no, no, not well, yeah, and balled out. But I'm not, I don't care about that. But I'm talking about they've been high on other things that are legal. That's why. That's, that's, that's see. That's, that's the true. thing that I don't get. Like why? Maybe maybe I need to do more research. I definitely need to do more research on it because it's like. My my little sister, my little sister is a doctor, and she says in the medical world, the pain meds, the opioids, is a huge. Well, we all know huge epidemic, huge issue. No, there's for a it. huge issue. They're happened. trying to tell doctors, hey, don't recommend it so much. <laughs> like, let's use other options. Let's try to go down other avenues before you give them a permanent prescription for oxycotton or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Because right. these people are using this right. They get in a car accident, a bad car accident, or whatever the case may be. They're using it, and they're not addicted, but they're using it, and it's working, and they feel good, and they're using it, and it's working, and they feel good, and then they just slowly get addicted to it. Because addiction is a disease. Addiction is a disease. So they get addicted to it, and now they're good. Their leg's fine, but they're like, yo. I need it. I need that. through my day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you think that's where Josh Gordon is right now? I do. I do. You think he needs it just to get through his day? It has to be. Because... He's not that dumb to where he's just doing it for recreational use, just to just to be with his boys getting high, and they're like, "Oh, you got caught, put it down." All right, nah. Oh, you got caught again, put it down. All right, 
Six like, times nah. later. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, it's obviously, and that's what everyone's talking about. Like, it's obviously more to this story than what we're seeing. Right. You see what I'm saying? Okay. I'm, I'm with that's you. all I'll I'm saying you. with that. I'll follow you. Now, NFL, um, NBA, if you guys, if any of you guys uh, pay attention to this podcast or listen, uh, I, I think that's definitely something that you guys need to visit. Now, I do think everybody's moving in the right direction as far as that's concerned, because not only is sports doing it, but as far as the rest of the United States, and they're trying to push it out to where it's not a Schedule 1, horrible, horrible. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to make it to where it's, it's basically normal. And that and that may be why. I mean, no, actually, no, because other leagues have it legal. But that may be why the NFL and the NBA, especially the NBA. Look, the NBA has been cautious. The NBA watches other leagues, and they don't repeat the same mistakes. Right. So the NBA has been cautious when it comes to um, violence off the court, when it comes to um, marital abuse, uh, domestic abuse. The NBA has been cautious when it comes to those topics because they see what happens in the NHL with that stuff and especially what happens in the NFL. And they're like, I don't want to be a part of that. So they've been cautious when it comes to that stuff. So I think they're just treading lightly when it comes to that. And they're like, okay. Once all the states say it's okay, then we'll say it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It might be one of those things is what I'm saying. Yeah. See, I mean, like I said, man, it, it, that's just a touchy situation. But Josh Gordon, uh, I'm praying for you, man. I, I really want to see you back in the league. I would definitely like to see you in the Philadelphia Eagles uniform. But I'm praying for you to get back in the league, man. Just please, if they do happen to give you another chance, bro, don't mess it up again, man. Just, just do what you got to do, bro, to do what you want to do. All right, but and hey, I'm saying now let's let's say it's okay for them to use marijuana, but let's get rid of alcohol. Back to the prohibition. <laughs> back back to the prohibition. <laughs> hey, but no, speaking of cautious, right? Because you just said about being cautious with it. So, LeBron James, right? We had this conversation. Um, I think an episode or two ago. Yeah, or three. Um, regarding load management, yes, right. You said you hate it. You think right. it's dumb. Mm-hmm. You I said think, what I is think that? This? It's robbing the fans. The, the fans. You, that you went that. on a whole tangent about it, right? So Zach, what do you have to say about it now? <laughs> I still stand on the same place that I stood about load management. I will say, after doing much thinking and much review, that certain players should be load managed for the integrity of the game for the product that the organization, as far as the NBA is concerned, is trying to put out for its viewers to keep its views up and not down 20% this year. But Mm -hmm. anyways, so LeBron James, right? Mm -hmm. This man, the past eight years prior to last year, he was in the finals, right? Mm -hmm. The man averaged over 36 minutes per game, Mm -hmm. right? Not only just in the regular season, but also throughout the playoffs and into the finals as well. Mm. So certain players, i.e. LeBron James and nobody else in the NBA at this point, should be load managed. Okay? Because LeBron, like, to not, okay, it's bad enough to not have a Kevin Durant. It's bad enough to not have a Steph Curry. All right? But... If your view, if your views are already down twenty percent in one year, what the hell do you think will happen to your views with no LeBron James on the court? It will be depleted. No. Whoa. I disagree with that. 
your views will be depleted with no LeBron James on the court, no Kevin Durant, no Steph Curry. There will be no reason for anybody to watch the NBA. They'll watch the NBA to watch James Harden go in and shoot 50 shots a game and score 60 points a game. <laughs> or they'll watch Giannis drive to the hole 40 times and, and dunk, and dunk 30, 38 times, 38 I, times hey, out of the 40. I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and, and, and so I, I wanted to clear that up. Now, I feel like certain players, i.e. LeBron James, who's, who's adamant that load management is not for him. Kudos to you, sir. Um, you're still one of my idols for that. But... From a fan point of view, from an ownership point of view, if I was a GM, if I was a president of basketball operations, something like that, yes, I will sit my guy, no. LeBron James, down. Okay, so why – and this goes back to what I said, and I'm sticking by my point when we talked about load management before. Mm-hmm. Um, what ha- They play 82 games in a regular season. Right. Okay, they've been playing 82 games in a regular season for a long time now. I know it's not the whole entire history of the NBA since they merged with the ABA. But I know they've been playing 82 games for a while. Decades, I'm talking. No player before said this. This load management thing. Michael Jordan, what? But you're absolute. I mean, you're uh, absolutely Bird, right. what? Magic, what? Like, these teams, these players played their 82 games. If they got hurt, they sat. Yeah. Um, then they went to the playoffs, played their best of the seven series. Went to the finals year after year. Michael Jordan, Bird, Isaiah Thomas. These guys were competitors. These guys wanted to win night in and night out. I don't even think these guys came from a standpoint of, oh, I'm going to some city. I'm only going to be there one time a year. Some of these some of these little kids want to see me. You know what I mean? Not even coming from that aspect. They just came from, oh, I'm magic. I'm about to go see Bird. Oh, I'm giving him buckets. I'm definitely playing. Oh, I'm about to go see Isaiah in Detroit. Oh, I'm giving him buckets. I'm about to go. Oh, I'm about to say Dominique in Atlanta. Oh, I'm giving him buckets. I'm about to go see Dr. J. I'm definitely giving him buckets. You know what I'm saying? They went to all these cities and they played all these teams and they said, just for the competitive reasons, I'm about to give everybody buckets. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, the employer hires you for 82 games. They hire you a two games, they say. Oh, you want you make the playoffs? We will give you a little bit more money. You get you make a little bit more money since you're in the playoffs. Oh, you make the finals? You make a little bit more money since you make the finals. Oh, oh, you win? We'll give you a lot more money since you win in the finals. You know what I'm saying? So you get paid the whole time. If you're injured, yeah, like LeBron said, if I'm hurt, I'll sit. If I'm not hurt, I'll play. Then I'm playing. Right. Which has been players. They've been doing that since the dawn of time. You know what I'm saying? So why all of a sudden now in 2019 with all these drugs and all this technology and all these recovery options and surgery, the medical field has been as high as it's ever been over the past. Before, if you tore your ACL in the 80s, your career is over. Fact. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, like you're done. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Now, if you tear your ACL, you can come back that season if you really wanted yeah. to. You know what I'm and saying? And it look like you never tore it Exactly. All. You know what I'm saying? So, like, come on now. Like, this low management thing is for a bunch of punks. Okay. And and don't get me wrong. I agree with you to, to an extent, right? So, I agree with you 100% until it comes to where I say certain players, right? Yeah. So, when I think when I, when I say that, I look, at, I look at this stat that I just pulled up on my phone, right? There's 10 players... In the NBA and the ABA, uh-huh. that's average more minutes per game than LeBron James. All right. Mm. Out of that list of 10 players, I know two that I've saw play in my lifetime. And that's Latrell Sprewell at number nine 
and Allen Iverson at number four. Okay. Oh man, don't even get me started on AI. Yeah, he played banged up. Not every playoffs, every year. Yeah, he did though. He did. Everything was hurt. You can't take elbows. Anything. You can't take fingers away from knees AI. and toes. But guess and what? All types of guess stuff. what? He was a part of that that era before now, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he was at the end of that era. He was yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. All right. It's totally different now. All right. Yeah. These guys, a bunch of punks. And that's that's right. It's no more half court offense. They're running and gunning all game long, running and gunning, running and gunning, up and down, up and down, up and down. Who can get the most possession? Who can who can get the most shots up? That's what's happening. This this man right here, LeBron James, sitting at, at 11, averaging 38 minutes per game to, at, to this point in his career, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Michael Jordan averaged – Michael Jordan came in at 15. He averaged 38.2 minutes per game. LeBron James averages 38.5, which is – which isn't huge, but it's a obviously when it comes yeah. to minutes, it's a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying like it's a totally different era now. Like you don't it's not a game where it's slowed down. Now, it, is it less physical than it was back in the day? One hundred percent facts. Yeah. It is. I wasn't even coming from that point of view. It is. But yeah, it is. But like just the just the up and down the the, the flights, the up and down the it's it's getting. I agree so with that, crazy. but it's also a different league when it comes to other aspects too. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid more for these minutes and for this running up and down. You're getting paid way way more. Mm-hmm. You have way more options medical wise than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like the game, it's definitely way more tiring now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. Before it was like you said, it was half court offense. All right, teams would. Catch outlet passes to slow it down. Right, exactly. They used to yell out, slow it slow down. down. I remember when I was down. young. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> now they're like, quicker, quicker, quicker. <laughs> Seriously. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Everybody yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, you're 100% right. But there's also, you have benefits too. There's benefits to playing in this era. Like, huge benefits. So, I just think you just need to play. Okay, so let me rephrase the question then, right? Is it... Would you uh-huh. be upset if LeBron came out and said, I'm taking this game off because I need it for load management? Yeah. 100%. Me? I wouldn't be. Well, a few weeks ago, you would. I would. Yeah, I you would. You got on Kawhi for it. No, no, because Kawhi hasn't played as much as LeBron James has played. There's certain. Okay, I said certain players. There's one player in the NBA that I feel like should be able to take load management, bro. That's it. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah, there's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's one. There's one, bro. There's one. Nobody's played as long as he has, bro. Nobody's done the minutes that he has for a full season, bro. Like Kawhi's been doing it, but Kawhi had like a year off here. Uh oh, uh, didn't make it far because in the of injury here. If you're actually injured, I'm talking about Kawhi was saying he's actually for some of those, he was saying, Yo, I'm actually hurt for real this year. He was saying, Yo, for real, like I'm actually hurt. So I can't play. Which but if you know, I still think he's punk. But I think, you know I, and so just to just to clear it up, just to clear it up, there's one person in the NBA where I would accept load management from, and that's LeBron James. There's nobody else in the NBA right now that's playing that I would accept that from. I'm not accepting it from Kevin Durant. I'm not accepting it from Steph Curry. Well, and the no, one I the, might be able to accept it for Steph though. And the one and the reason why you're saying that, but he's saying himself, oh no, nah, if I'm healthy, I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's what up. you get paid for. That's what happened up. to your argument of. The employer, because you're always coming at it from the employer point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm coming at it from the employee point of view. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm getting paid to do something, if you say, hey, Brandon, I want you to go out and I want you to chop a tree down 
every single day for 82 days. And I'm going to pay you $20 million to do it. Please believe I could have a cold. I'm going to be out there chopping trees. <laughs> chopping. <laughs> my man. I'm getting paid how much to do this? <laughs> my arm could be broke. I'll take one arm. Just <laughs> Come on but now, yeah, but Yeah, and don't get me wrong. My, my, I haven't switched on that, though. Like I said, it's just there's there's a there's a this is the plan and this is the plan if this happens and <laughs> so it's like it's like this is the plan and this is the plan for my best player so it's like it that's the that's the one athlete in the NBA that I would say listen if you wanted and I, and I would say Steph too because Steph's been in the finals for the past what five yeah. six so I would say Steph as well but I'm just saying like. I wouldn't fault him for that, and I would. And, and the only reason why it made me think about it today is because I keep hearing Le, I keep hearing reporters ask LeBron about load management, and LeBron stagnant has not changed. Yeah. But me, on the other hand, like I'm thinking about me being like, let's say I was his wife Savannah or his kids sitting at home, like watching him on TV. Like, all right, Dad, like you, you need to break pop, like, like pop, like I know you're the greatest player, like, but. Dad, like I can't have nah. I can't watch you. You know how it would hurt me if I'm sitting here watching my dad, the greatest player on, on the planet, and then boom, he comes out and tears ACL on national TV. I'm gonna be hurt. He'll be back next season. And it can happen any day. But I'm just saying, like, there's certain I wanted to clear that up. There are so, certain players so I would accept that from. You so preseason, get rid of it. Yeah, Low management for certain players. Yeah, take days off. It's like we never gonna see these guys play. Yo, get rid legit, of preseason. Legit, not okay. Now I'm coming at it from a point of view of a kid. Now I, okay. I'll leave that out. If I'm a little kid and I and I'm seeing if the Lakers is in my city and I want to go see LeBron James do his thing and he talking about some, uh, I just want to rest. I'm like, what? You're right. I want to see you play. Well, see, why would you bring the kids into it? It's all for the kids. <laughs> we do it for the kids. Well, listen, here's another player that if you want to talk about low management, he's gonna need low management too because he dropped 50 a game. James oh Harden. Let me guess. It's on a tear. The bearded man. Yo, a dog. The bearded dog. James Harden is on the tear of all tears. He's my MVP so far. What Does team success not play any factors into that? Into your MVP vote? He's in the playoffs. I mean, He is in the playoffs. If, if he wasn't in the playoffs, then yeah. He is in the playoffs. If he out here getting buckets and they're but not in the playoffs. But if he wasn't in the playoffs, it'll be a problem. Yeah. No, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he wasn't in the playoffs. Let me let me see what they're seeing. Like, I expect for if him he, to be in the playoffs. If he wasn't in the playoffs, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's a little weird. I mean, most valuable player. You are very valuable, but not that valuable if y'all still taking L's. You know what y'all I'm saying? Still, when, the, when the games matter, when the games are on the line, okay, I'm not talking about regular season games. I'm talking about playoff games when there's a game seven or, or a clinching game six or anything like that. Mm-hmm. James Harden never shows up. Since I've been watching him, never shown up. When he was on OKC, he was hooping off the bench in the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm sorry, sir. I mean, he, not in the finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He hoops, but it's like, bro, when the game is on the line, kind of like what Scottie Pippen was saying earlier today that you're going to get to. Yeah, but bro, when the game's on the line, like, what, what, do, what do we get from James Harden, bro? Okay, but we're not talking about the playoffs right now. MVP. He's a bona fide MVP right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. He's leading the pack. Because he almost averages 30, 40, 40, 60 a game. MVP is the most valuable player. That's right? true. He's 100% the most valuable player to his team. 100%. Yeah, bro. But you, <laughs> I mean, you, but you're saying that, and it's like, 
I respect James Hardy. They're number five, by the way. They're, they're number the number five, five seeding. But they're 18 and 9, which is an amazing record. That is. They're that just is. over there in the West, which the Lakers are number one with only three losses. The Clippers are number two with only eight losses. Dallas is number three with only eight losses. Denver's ahead of them with only eight losses, and they only have nine. Do you see the skew, though? Do you see the skew? Yeah. The Lakers have three losses, three losses. through 23 games in a season. Three. Are they going for the record? Yes, they are. The record's 18. Bro, I said in the beginning of the year, listen. Okay, but you, uh, which one is it, Zach? Like, you be contradicting yourself, okay? Which one, bro? You're talking about uh, regular season. I want to see what he's doing in the playoffs. Okay, apply that to the Lakers. This don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Let's you, see what happens when they no, make no, the playoffs. No, 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 you know, you're absolutely right. Obviously, we don't know what the hell's going on. Because, Let's at and least it's still, make it It's still too. the beginning of the season. I was going to say, it's yeah. the first half of the season. Yeah. Let's see what they do after All-Star break. I like the start that they got off to, right? But I'm it's a just, great start. I'm going back on the fact where you said the most valuable player to your team, right? Yes, James Harden is the most yeah. valuable player to his team, bro, but LeBron James has been the most valuable player to his team since 2003 when he came Yo, into the you, NBA. <laughs> then Giannis is the most valuable player to his team. Okay, okay, okay. Who's Who had the craziest turnaround I from... Finish. I didn't finish. Okay. Most valuable player to the league. Okay. LeBron James is not right now. Right now. Right now. Now, was he for years and years and years in a row? 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's not. Who is it? It's James Harden. He's the most valuable player to the league. He's doing things that nobody else is doing. That's tough because what about Giannis, bro? Giannis, Giannis is, is not balling like James Harden. Of course, Giannis, because he doesn't have a jump shot and he's not able to go out and score 60. But let's not forget the, the – um, Giannis the, can go out and get 60 if he wants. I mean, of course he can. I'm talking about as far as shooting the ball and stuff like that. But name when I look a at bona fide the, scorer like James Harden in the history no, of no, the no. game. No, no, no. There is no bo- – okay. We need to clear some stuff up. There is nobody that's better at scoring the basketball that I've seen in he my may, lifetime than say, James Harden. He may be the best ever. Like, there's an argument for him for the best ever yeah. as far as just scoring, yeah. not the best ever player, as far as go get me a bucket. And that's what I'm saying. That's what, and that's, I think that's what separates me, and that's where my argument comes in. It's like, James Harden is the best scorer that I've ever seen in my life to this day. Yeah. Yes, he is. But, I mean, what are, everything else, I mean, defensively, he's a liability. Offensively, I mean, he shares the basketball. Don't get me wrong. He does have some good assist numbers, but at the end of the day, he doesn't share it as much as where he's able to take 40 shots a game. Yeah. On the other side of that, his team, yes, they're fifth in the Western Conference, but I'm sorry, with the way that they're stacked, with the way that they're with the way that their team has been lined up, I would expect him to be in that two or three spot by the way that he's playing at this point in the season, especially with a Russell Westbrook at your point guard position. Yeah. All right. So I respect James Harden, and I'm 100% for everything that he's doing this year. I've never seen anything like it, but I need to see him make a difference, though. Like, I need to see him not be – he needs to be more of the, more than the scorer that we've seen for the past five years. Everybody knows he can score yeah, the basketball whenever I he agree. wants to and does whatever he wants to do. But I agree. now he needs to take the next step. I agree. I agree with that 100%. He definitely needs to take the next step in the playoffs. I agree. Like, now, this year more than ever. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's really going to be a stick – if he – Honestly, if he doesn't make the finals this year, he'll be a Carmelo. Yeah, it's well, no, not that bad. I mean, not. I mean, but I'm saying as not far that as bad. But he'll, yeah, yeah. But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, who's if he's not your MVP? Is he your MVP right now? Right now, as it stands, right now, because he's definitely my MVP. If he's not yours, then who is it? No, he's not. He's not. I mean, my MVP right now is LeBron James. 
The man's almost averaging 30 points a game, leads the NBA in assists. I mean, as a as a power four, I mean, I'm sorry, as a strong four, which he's has all ball, he has all um ball handling skills. He's responsible for all of that. So on top of that, he's scoring almost 30 points a game. On top of that, he's leading the league in assists, and on top of that, his team is 20 and three. Yes, at this point in the season right now, LeBron James is my MVP. Or Anthony right. Davis, Anthony Davis and LeBron might be co MVPs right now. <laughs> yeah, <Yo>, you're. <laughs> The second co-MVP race, or no, the first co-MVP race. Oh, my gosh. I don't know, man. But I, that's I what I'm what saying. saying. So, like, when you put them on – so there's three players right now that I say are in the conversation for MVP. James Harden, obviously, LeBron James, and Giannis, okay? If you're telling me to rank I mean, them one, two, Joel, and three – You can throw Joel Embiid in there. If, <laughs> if you're telling me to rank them one, two, and three, yes, I'm putting LeBron – Yes, I'm putting Giannis, and then yes, I'm putting James Harden. Why? Because Giannis's team in the Eastern Conference are balling out right now. Like they just oh, lost yeah. their first game in like eleven games or something like that. Yeah, they only lost four games. That's what I'm saying. So it's like when when we talk about hey, what's your team's success? How how is your team building off of your success? You know what I'm saying? Like when you come to the table and you score all these points, how is it benefiting your team? Well, I can say for LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's resulting in wins. And it's resulting with them being at the top of their conference and them being arguably one and two best records in the NBA. And neither of them has made the finals in I don't even know how long. That's that's so true. So if you're gonna say that about James Harden, you have to say that about these guys. And LeBron hasn't made the finals in a year. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And what about his team? So I'm sorry. But but I don't I, I just I don't agree with James being the front runner MVP right now. What is what is what he's doing as far as scoring in basketball? It's unprecedented. I've never seen it in my life. But Kyrie can go out and score the basketball when he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant can score the basketball when he wants to. Like there's certain there's certain people where you expect that from. And James Harden at this point in his career, I expect him to do this at the volume that he's doing it. Probably not, but I expect him to do this. But I expect it to equal wins. All right. Well, Giannis, like we talked about. Yo, but did you see? <laughs> I was actually cracking up. Mm-hmm. Did you see Giannis, um, Matthews, Giannis's brother? I don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah. Giannis's brother. Uh, who was it? Uh, oh, uh, the Lopez. Lopez brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, fake wrestling before the games. It was fake wrestling. Yeah, like okay, so you know, like Golden State before when they're when they're in the hallway before the, before they run out, um, they used to dance. Mm-hmm. Remember, they used to all dance. Like KD used to be dancing. They used to all get in a huddle and dance before. Mm-hmm. What the Bucks do? <laughs> Just a few players though. They fake wrestle, so they'll they'll like fake hit each other, like fake body slam each other like i gotta show you like they do this whole routine before it was just the lopez it was just one of the lopez brothers and it was matthews but now Giannis jumped in it Giannis's brother jumped they're all just wrestling with each other in the hallway ultimate children <laughs> but yo but that's yo honestly though that's what i like to see though yeah. i love to see that because that, be, that builds your team camaraderie though. oh yeah it yeah. builds your team camaraderie a b at the end of the day at the end of the day y'all playing a game and y'all supposed to have fun. Yeah, Everyone's right. be so serious. It's like I understand you're serious. This is your job. Let I, the I fans get that. be serious. But like, yeah, like, like have fun. Like, yeah. y'all get paid millions of dollars to play basketball. Like, That's I want to win, yes, but bro, I'm getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball. The game I love. The game bro. I love. Like, you don't even have to pay me a dime to play this, and I'll go out. And oh play yeah, game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if the Sixers it. came to me and said, "Oh, you want to sit on the bench? We ain't gonna pay you nothing, and you have to just be with us all year long," sign me up. 
that. <laughs> like, you know what Find I'm out right now. I'm on way yeah, to the airport. I'm here. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, you should be having fun. But I don't know. If I'm the coaches, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to chill with that because they really – I got to show you the video. They, they was really on the ground. Like, I'm like, yo, let's not get hurt here. <laughs> <laughs> Load management when it comes to wrestling, yes. Yeah, bro, but, like – at least they can, you know what I'm saying, wrestle and have fun yeah. and I guess still take the game seriously. But what about players like Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid, <laughs> my boy, that has fun and doesn't take the game seriously. All I have to say is, gosh, bro. Who they play? Oh, they, they played the Denver Nuggets. They won, by the way, against the Nuggets. Yeah, they beat the Denver Nuggets. But Joel Embiid had a measly 22 points, okay? And... Shaq and Charles Barkley got at him, which I agree with them 100%. 100%. They pretty much said, in a nutshell, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? If you want to be great, 22 ain't cutting it. You have to dominate. Like, Joel and B can legit be Shaq. He can. Now, the only, besides Shaq, the only player that I said could be Shaq was Dwight Howard. When I saw Dwight Howard in Orlando, with how big he was and how cut he was. He was dominant. I was like, though, yo, he can be Shaq. If he wants to, he can be Shaq. He didn't want to. But Joel Embiid is big and dominant. I think he needs to lose some weight. Because I was going to get that. His diet is horrible. Yeah, yeah. He definitely needs to lose some weight. But he's still cut. Like, he's a big dude. Doesn't He, he can a, be Shaq. Doesn't he eat a burger before every game? I don't know about that. I used to saw. I used to see him getting massaged, eating grapes. I used to, remember, he was just relaxing. <laughs> he is such a character, y'all. It's hilarious. I feel like I would be like him if I was in the NBA. Like he's such a character. Like this is my, this is my statement on Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the most dominant center that we have in the NBA at this time. Yeah. Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA at this time. But I one hundred and twenty percent agree with Shaq yeah. and and um, Charles. Charles, yeah. because it's like, bro, there's nobody. In this league, that can stand down there with you in the paint, yeah, and bang or, and bang with you, or stop you from doing what you want to do down there. There's, yeah. there's nobody. Like, I think it's fatigue. I really think it's fatigue. But because you see the success that he has when he makes up the game, because I watch all their games. I'm a diehard Sixers fan. I watch all their games. You see the difference in success that he has when he's like, hey, I'm going to start off down low bullying these guys. In the games where he's like, oh, I'm going to run dribble handles off the top of the key and shoot threes and try to shimmy and shoot mid-range jumpers. Like, there's a difference between those two games. Right. When he starts from inside out and he's just bullying you down low, and so you're used to getting beat up, Mm -hmm. that when he faces up on you, you don't know what's going to happen and he just shoots a mid-range jimmy over you because he's (laughs) 7'2". Like, with a jumper. He can go out and get those type of games. Because the finish, he he's only scored twenty two. They criticized him, and with how sensitive players are now, typically, I feel like besides a few players, most players in the NBA would be like, <laughs> sit up in the booth and announce the games. I'm the one playing, kick rocks. But not Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid said, "You know what? You're right." Because Joel Embiid does want to be great. He's like, "You're right." I gotta go down low. I gotta dominate. I, I just gotta. I gotta enforce my will in these games. But and, and he did it against your Celtics. <laughs> I knew, I was waiting for you to like say that. I was like, what is he gonna say? To <laughs> but anyways, going back to the fatigue statement, right? Yeah, that's just it, bro. Like that statement right there. Maybe it's fatigue. That's what separates the great ones 
from the mediocre yeah, ones. Because yeah, yeah. the great ones, the last thing that they will let stop them from being great is what? Fatigue. Fatigue. They're going to make but, sure that they're in tip-top shape. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're going to make yep. sure that they're at the top of their game, yeah. and they're going to make sure that they're going to go out and dominate or potentially put in their mind to go out and dominate every single game no matter what. Yeah, Fatigue yeah, yeah. is not going to be an issue. And for but him, But they train for that. They prepare for that. But that I don't think Joel Embiid is there yet. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's the issue. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, because, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. So let's say some great players come into the league for instance. Now, okay. I'm going to say this name. I don't know his work ethic obviously because I'm not behind the scenes, but I'm going to say Luca, right? Because personally, I feel like Luca like I think behind closed door he puts in a lot of work. I just I just feel like that, right? So let's just say Joel Embiid, he's had this success in the NBA for what? He's been in the league five years. Mm-hmm. He's probably been dominating for the past, what, three? Yeah. Okay. So you shouldn't be at this point in your career, at this point with everyone knowing who you are in the league, with you knowing who you are in the league, everybody's knowing, okay, Joel Embiid's the best in the league. Obviously, you got to bring your A game every single day. Yeah. There's – you. It shouldn't even be an issue right now. Yeah, like that fatigue stuff. Like, yeah, we shouldn't even have to be having this conversation right and now. And I and it's I'm really blaming it on the coach. I am no for real. No, I'm blaming. It. No, I am. I'm blaming it on the coach because his offense allows for that. Is what I'm saying. Okay, his offense allows for that. If I'm and I, again, I say this all the time on the podcast. Me and my dad say this every time we talk about the Sixers, which is like every week. Like. I'm grabbing him, and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you not banging with these guys down low? Start off getting – when I go and I go play basketball before I go one of my pickup games, if I'm shooting around, I always start shooting layups, a few layups, move out Mm -hmm. after that. Start shooting some mid-range, then I'm shooting threes. I'm trying to warm up, right? I'm trying to get in the flow. I'm trying to get in the motion, right? I see a lot of these kids now just run out and start shooting threes off the cuff. That's not how I was taught. That's not what I do. Joel Embiid needs to start bullying these guys down low a little bit, getting them in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Putting a punishment on them, getting you some easy buckets, and then work your way out. You know what I mean? Then face up a little bit. But his offense, Brett Brown's offense doesn't allow for that. It's a lot of dribble handoffs for big men at the top of the key. Yeah. It's And also, a lot of things, too, I don't know if the coach is telling him this, but when he runs his pick and roll, he does not dive every time. He does not. He he floats out, and I believe it's his offense. He floats out. He runs pick and roll with that his point guard there, though. Yeah, that jumper's there, but that jumper's there. But at the end of the day, like you need to bully these guys down low. You need to scare them down low before you start shooting all your jumpers. Okay, no, and that's and that's true. That's true. On the other side of that, though, bro, I honestly feel like it's tough. To have success with that with that mindset. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, he's the most dominant in the NBA. But with the way that the league is, it's tough to play inside out now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think Brett Brown understands that. Like, it's tough to play inside out and still have a still have a chance with a team like you the 100% Golden State will Warriors. have a chance. You start bullying guys down low, what are they going to do? What have they been doing with Joel Embiid? Yeah, double team him. They'd be double team him. Yeah. Now you double team him, and there's your shooters. You know what I'm saying? There's your guy shooting. That that that's what you need to do. I mean, I understand what you're saying. The league is going to obviously the league is a it's a three point shooting league, but you can get. The, I'm not saying bully them guys down low for 48 minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying game. get some easy ones. Yeah, B- punish these guys. Put them in foul trouble. You know what I mean? 
So how is Al Horford benefiting him down there, though? Al Horford has been hurt. He's been banged up a little bit. Uh, but Al Horford has been shooting the lights out, honestly. Yeah, you know he's going to play that corner all day long. And yeah, Al Horford's been shooting the lights team. out. But like I said, he's been hurt. But the thing with Al Horford is he's going to bully you down low. He's going to he's gonna play that bully ball down low. But Al Horford is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like He works inside out. But Brett Brown's offense is allowing Al Horford to be at the top of the key shooting his you know his weird little yeah his weird little jimmies you know what I'm saying so I don't know man I mean I could talk about the Sixers all day long but all I know is he took that criticism and he gave your boys 38 with something like 13 reap something crazy too like <laughs> put a punishment on your boys bro what happened bro. the Sixers the only team the only undefeated team at home so far this season all of our big mans are over with. We have no big man. We about to call up. We about to call up Taco Falls from the main red. Taco, Taco, my boy. But I mean, it's simple, bro. Y'all dominate. If nobody's down there to guard Joel Embiid, if we don't have anybody that can at least get him, make him being in the paint not as comfortable as him just sitting down there. Oh, throw me the ball. There's nobody down there to guard me. I'll dunk it on him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think that's our. That was our biggest issue with you guys. Was yeah, we had we, nobody. We had nobody to stand down there and stop Joel and B. Like, or even make it uncomfortable. For and him. that and that's what I'm saying. Most teams don't. That's true. Like most teams don't have anyone that could stick with him. You yeah. know what I mean? And also another thing too. And we can get off Joel and B. But he can pick his poison depending on who he's playing against. You know what I'm saying? Now if you're playing uh, Andre Drummond, let's say, and you know he could probably go pound for pound with you down there to a certain extent. That's when you start facing up on him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yeah. when you use your quickness, your Euro stuff to get around him. Like the you see what I'm saying? And stuff like yeah, that. like you have to you have to see who you're playing. Oh, I'm playing this 7-3 big man who can body me? All right, let me dance around outside a little bit. Oh, I'm playing this 6-9 center? Oh, I'm finna cook him down low. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. It's just it's just the coach. But the Sixers are number 2 and the East took over your boy. You couldn't wait for that. <laughs> hey, I I do want to say something because we're coming to the end of our uh, podcast today. But there's one thing I want to leave you guys with. These baseball contracts are ridiculous. Crazy. Okay. I'm going to mention it because we're at the end and then we'll we'll pick up next week when we get back on it. But I'm going to mention two contracts to you guys. And I just want to – after I say it – we're going to end our podcast, and I just wanted to sit on your minds until next week, okay? So, Garrett Cole, just signed with the, just signed with the, um, the, New, York, the New York Yankees as a free agent this offseason. All right? <laughs> Garrett Cole's contract in baseball, which is ridiculous. Mind you, they have no, no, sal- they have no, salary, no cap. salary cap at all whatsoever. <laughs> All right, Garrett Cole's contract in in baseball will be dun dun dun. He got a seven year, three hundred and twenty four million dollars, bro. Sheesh. Seven years, three hundred and twenty four million dollars. Okay, the highest. The highest, that's 46.74 a year, right? $46 million a year. This is what I like to do when I hear that. I like to break it all the way down. Hold on. Listen. <laughs> so on top of all of that, on top of all of that, $324 million, he gets to play for the most storied franchise in baseball, the New York Yankees. 
he gets to live in New York. And on top of that, pitchers don't even play all the games yes, of the year. So on top of all of that, he doesn't even and have like to I play said before, all his Some games. of them have in their contract that if I'm not playing in an away game, I don't even have to go. That's hey, crazy. am I am I playing in L.A.? Well, they might want to go to L.A. Uh, am I playing <laughs> in Milwaukee? No, you're not playing? <laughs> I'm going to sit at home and collect my 3.8. Million dollars a month. A month. A month. $958,000 a week. That's crazy. At the, end, at the end of the week, I imagine, at the end of the week at your job, you look at your account and it's direct deposited $958,000. Thanks. I'll be excited to go to work every day. I'm like, work, yeah. <laughs> so easy to get up and go to work facts all right so steven strasberg right he got a five-year deal 245 million dollars okay the highest paid player in baseball is mike trout the highest paid player in baseball is mike trout he made he signed a contract for 430 million dollars for a 10-year deal all right so i'm gonna end you guys with this kids out there listeners out there if you have kids if you have little youngins running around, make sure that the first ball that they pick up <laughs> is baseball. Birds of a Feather, episode 13. Holla. Peace.